Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I invite you to join me as we explore what it looks like to choose joy in the messy middle while embracing the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to find joy in your everyday. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 282 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, I'm joining you with a brand new solo cast about how to tap into your intuition, why it's important to embrace what your intuition is telling you, and how being annoyed with something or someone can act as an invitation to get curious about what is really going on. Before we get to the show, I want to give you all a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for tuning in this week and always to Jumpstart Your Joy. Of course, Jumpstart Your Joy started in 2015 and you could find out everything you need to know about the show, about how it started, about all the amazing past guests that have joined me, including the conversation with Heather Chauvin last week about her amazing new book, Dying to Be a Mother. You can find it all over at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find the episode notes for this episode with links back to the things that I'm talking about, jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 282. While you're there, if you haven't heard, I have released a book just last month, and it's called Jumpstart Your Joy, Heart-Centered Ways to Find Joy in the Messy Middle. And it is chock full of things that I haven't even talked about here on the podcast. So be sure and pick up your copy of it. You can order it directly from me or you can order it on Amazon where it qualifies for Prime if you are a Prime member. So let's jump into this week's show all about intuition. Something that I've really been paying attention to recently is the role that tuning into my own intuition plays in my day-to-day life. In the past few episodes and in my book, I talk about the power of acknowledging the need for leaving times in our lives for both being and doing. And this is an idea that was first introduced to me by Dr. Ezzy Spencer, and she has been on the show. She talks about this idea in Lunar Abundance that the moon has two different kinds of phases, which are yin, which are being or kind of relaxing and easing into phases, or yang phases, which are full of action and activity, and those are the doing phases. And I've been really interested in how this could play out into my day-to-day life, uh, because as someone who lives in the U.S. and has been raised in a capitalist society with hustle and growth and getting ahead being considered as the markers of a well-lived life, I kind of feel like it's ingrained in us at an early age that somehow our worth and what is worthwhile in our lives is really tied to how much we can do, how much, you know, what kind of our productivity levels are, or what kind of accolades we have. And of course, I don't really feel like that's true. And I think all of us in our hearts know that that also is not true. It's not our fault living in this Western society that we get into this as a default mode of thinking either, because let's look back at it. If we think about ourselves in school or universities, if we think about how we've operated in corporations that we've worked for, we can see that all of these things in our lives really do place a high value 
on ways that people are similar. So it's helpful, like we grade everybody on the same scale. And so we have to kind of conform to what is expected when we're in school to meet the good grade. And of course, the good grade is the thing that gets, uh, you know, gets us noticed in that environment. And so it's really easy to get tied up in thinking that that is that doing phase, that yang phase is the thing that also equates to our worth, our worthiness, and who we are in the world. And of course, this doesn't leave much room for us and our individuality. And it also doesn't place much, if any, value on downtime, on creativity necessarily, if maybe, unless maybe you studied creative arts, and, and then maybe the value was on creativity. But even liberal arts degrees in college and, and other degrees, it's it's really about the achieving more so than it is about the creativity I found. And it doesn't leave room for rest and recharging or spending time figuring out what makes each of us unique. Instead, we're striving to meet a goal or a grade. And I bring this up under the lens of intuition because we're often told to focus on the doing, the yang stuff, and we begin to ignore the being side of things. We focus on the deadlines and production schedules, on likes and follows, instead of asking ourselves what we want, how we feel, and what feels natural to us. So I think as time progresses and as we age, we maybe lose a little bit of the connection that we have with our intuition and those things that we just kind of know deep in our soul. You know, maybe we learn to even discredit them or disregard them because they don't tie into our productivity in obvious ways. So I think it's really interesting to look at how we can lean into intuition and the role that it plays for us. Because I think if you look back, you probably can see a couple times in your life where you're like, yeah, I really trusted my gut on that. And it led to great places. I know for me, there was there's a funny story that I like to tell about my car, which is an older Honda Civic. And I, I kind of had this sense one time, like, it's getting older. I think I need to find it a mechanic. And I kept pushing that thought aside in my head because I'd be like, eh, no, I can take care of it later. And then, of course, as fate would have it, I come back. I had visited my parents in Kansas City over Thanksgiving. I come back to find that my car is completely dead (laughs) and it's not the battery. And I could see there that like, ooh, if I had just listened to that little bit of intuition and that tiny voice that said, maybe you should get your car to the mechanic, I probably could have avoided then the entire you know, expensive repair bill, et cetera, that came out of me ignoring my intuition. I think self-care is often and taking care of ourselves is often the same kind of thing. Like we know we should go to bed at a certain time. And so we often will even ignore those things that are important to our own well-being that might not even just be intuition related, but we'll ignore the own those nudges that we get even about our own well-being sometimes in the pursuit of following these things that are in the doing mode. So the thing that I know is that we often become disconnected from our intuition or start to disregard it. And the thing that I also know is true is that our hearts, in our hearts, we all want connection. But the hustle culture wants us to believe that we are all individuals and that we are all trying to get ahead independent of each other. But on the other hand of that, our intuition knows and believes that we actually thrive even more when we are connected, when we have a community, and 
I think in our hearts, we all believe that when one person succeeds, it makes room for others to also succeed. Instead of it being like, I need to get ahead so others can't get ahead, I actually do completely embrace the idea, you know, if one of us in a community, in a podcasting community, in an entrepreneurial community can help each other, then we all succeed because there's room for all of us out here. And that's also kind of a different shift from the hustle culture. So as far as your intuition, I believe that your intuition is probably trying to reach you in many different kinds of ways every day. The first being just a deep sense of knowing. And that one falls into that category of a story about my car or other places and times when I have just known that a person is so much like me that I can see that I'd be a great fit to work with them. Or, you know, knowing that I really loved podcasting from the minute that I started it and knowing that I just had to keep going with it. And there's other times where there's things and energies that you just can't explain. I know when I first saw the listing for the house that we now own, I had a sense like, ooh, I think that's the one. And then the series of events that <laughs> transpired from me, uh, you know, emailing my realtor and then her being the very first person that talked to the realtor that was representing the seller like they kind of struck up a deal and a friendship as well. And they were like, as long as your client can out can get out here today, you know, I think we could pretty much lock this down, which was unreal in the market that we were in. Like there was just something strange about the whole thing and it all just seemed right. And I, and that's intuition, right? You kind of, it's the sense of knowing a sense kind of, usually there's a, a feeling of hope about it in your soul and just a sense that this is right and this is what I am meant to do. And the first thing that I would say about all of that is to really trust it right? Like knowing that the rest of society and that our upbringing has taken us further away from trusting that voice from deep inside, like when you start to hear it, or when you get those senses that, oh, I think maybe I'm supposed to do this instead of that, you know, lean into it, trust it, follow it, get curious. And it might be a really simple, silly thing, or it might be a really big, important thing. And I think it, the more that you can learn to kind of at least follow it to the next logical step to see where it takes you, the more you start to exercise the muscle of your intuition and beginning to trust it. Because it's hard to hear it through the rest of the noise. Hustle culture has a lot at stake in keeping us wrapped up in thinking <laughs> we, this reality that we're facing in the moment is the only thing and, you know, kind of cutting out the woo or the spiritual side of things. And it takes a little bit of actual mindfulness to get back into intuition and that space where you can trust yourself because we've been told for so long not to trust ourselves. The other really interesting thing that I've noticed lately is that I think intuition also tries to reach us in other ways and in ways that are very honestly somatic. So somatic means that they you can feel them in your body. And as I was writing out this episode, it kind of struck me as funny because what I've noticed is that annoyance can be a really powerful indicator for me of when I feel like something is just off. Like I can't quite put my finger on why someone or something or a situation is bugging me, but that feeling of kind of impatience and this isn't right and this person bugs me or there's something a little bit wrong here. It usually comes up when someone has crossed a boundary and I, I invite you to kind of look at, okay, what is annoyance? When was the last time I was annoyed? Because I think not only has something or someone or a situation crossed a boundary for you, 
But I often feel that the annoyance is popping up when some when the thing that's annoying me is crossing a very important boundary that I have set or that it's mirroring back what I feel hustle culture expects of us. So to unpack that word for everyone, I'm calling hustle culture the unstated rules that align with kind of the more egoic and yang side of things that go on in the entrepreneurial circles, which would be, you know, you really need to slay it, <laughs> be a girl boss, you know, we're really valued by our, our likes and our followers. And there's also the hustle and heart will set you apart kind of idea. And I don't really buy into that. I mean, I think, yes, putting your heart into things is important. But the side of things that really embraces the hustle and the putting yourself out there and the long hours and the slay it kind of mentality isn't really in alignment with me just because I feel like when we do something that is coming from the heart, then we actually do find alignment and things, in fact, become easier. But I think when we start to push it and and get into the hustle mode, we're entering more into that doing kind of side of things and often to an extreme. And, And so it doesn't balance out. You're not actually in alignment with the things that you want because you're trying so hard that the striving is in fact putting you out of alignment. So that's hustle culture. The thing that I'm finding is when I sense that someone's asking me to do something that's aligned with hustle culture, or that something itself is kind of aligned with that kind of energy, that I am annoyed. And what I hadn't been able to put my finger on is why. And I think it's actually that my own intuition has sensed that something is off with the situation before I can even articulate it for myself. And so I think an example here is probably in order because you might be scratching your head and saying, what? There's one booking agency that represents guests, you know, that they pitch to be on podcasts and it doesn't matter who they are, but they keep reaching out to me uh, with guests that they send over and they're never a good fit from this, this one group, just never a good fit. And I feel annoyed. (laughs) Like I really feel annoyed by these, by the guests and by the people that are pitching them. And I, I spent a little time last week trying to unpack why, because it seems so strange that I would be annoyed by someone wanting to be on my show. So I looked into what is this annoyance really about? And when I looked further into the guests that this group tends to represent, I mean, I looked up individual names, none of these guests post about interviews that they've done on their social media, which is a little bit different. Many of the the coaches and other people, people that I have on the show, they're amazing and and gracious and they are excited to share about a fun conversation that we've had. And I like to do that too. Whenever I'm on a show, I feel like it captures the community and the heart and it you know, it shares what I've said with my community and what this other person said with their community. And, you know, it's out of a deep sense of sharing and elevation of both parties that I want to share conversations I've had. So it's very strange to me when I look at, you know, an entrepreneur's feed that I know has been pitched for podcasts and I don't see a single podcast interview referenced. Because I also noticed that many of these people are talking only about hustle. They're selling programs and they're posting nonstop about their own successes. And in other words, many of these accounts were mirroring exactly what hustle culture wants us to believe, that we're separate, that we have to work hard against all odds to achieve any sort of success, that hard work is the thing that sets you apart. And that we really shouldn't talk about these things with other people, right? Like, it's kind of like we're on our own, but we don't talk about it. 
And of course, that doesn't align with what I want to create for my show or what I want to grow in this world. And so that's just an example of where I felt some annoyance about a specific topic. And then when I dig in deeper, I realize maybe it's not really annoyance, but it's actually my intuition kicking off a spidey sense, if you will, that, hey, something's not quite aligned right here. It seems from the outset that this is a nice invitation for people to connect. But then when I look into it further, I have to be honest and say that what it really feels like is they just want to be able to access my audience, you guys, but they don't really have any, they don't have skin in the game to then also share the same conversation that I would like to think they'd be excited about with their audience. And, you know, I, it's sharing isn't the whole thing with me, but it is an outward example of what you value. You know, what you talk about is what you value and what you focus on, you grow. And so I want to grow a community that cares about each other. And I also want to have guests on that do that for all of you. So just to wrap that up, I really do think that that kind of feeling of annoyance or feeling that something isn't quite right, however that's popping up for you, might also be intuition coming through in a different way. So four more observations about intuition before we wrap up here. The first one being Give yourself permission to trust those nudges and moments that you get, you know, moments of inspiration or like little hits of intuition that you get, whether they be from that place of deep knowing, like, yep, I already know this. I know what's going to happen. I know this is going to be right. I know this is going to be good. Or if they're coming to you through that kind of more of an annoyance variety, Like what's bugging you? What's making you mad? What's getting under your skin? You know, those things are probably also an example of things to pay attention to and not just to walk off mad, but like, but why am I feeling this? Maybe it's actually the universe, intuition, whatever, that connection to source telling me this isn't quite a match for the person I am, the thing I want to grow and the thing that I want to bring more of in this world. The second is take action when it feels right without questioning or judging yourself about it because it's the action you take that then makes the difference with intuition right like if I if I had in fact (laughs) taken my car in to get it uh, tuned up from the mechanic I would have saved myself a lot of heartache I'm thinking about what kind of action I want to take with this one specific booking agency because I just think we're probably not a fit and so maybe an email is in order just to say thanks so much but I don't know if we're really a fit, (laughs) so maybe take me off your list. I feel bad doing that, but that might be where I go just because I don't know that I want to keep indulging in the annoyance that I feel or the fact that it's not a match. The third one is be curious when you're annoyed. Is it actually intuition? You know, is that twinge of annoyance or twinge of feeling off or feeling like you can't quite put your finger on what's wrong here? all those are kind of the same, you know, vein of things. Because maybe is that actually intuition picking up on something that you haven't yet articulated? And I do want to be clear when I talk about annoyance. I think there are times and situations when annoyance is just annoyance, right? There is an annoying aunt or uncle that doesn't stop talking at a holiday party. Or there are things that will just get under your skin that actually have nothing to do with intuition and they're just annoying. That's also part of the answer to the question that you can kind of unpack for yourself as you dig in. Number four is what you feed grows. As you learn to listen to your intuition more, you'll be able to trust it and know where it's coming from. You'll be able to know what those twinges of feelings are and what they're trying to tell you. 
And you'll also be more comfortable with tapping into it when it shows up during your day. And and I think as you begin to uh, flex that muscle, then it continues to grow and then it becomes like second nature. You're not questioning, am I annoyed? Or is there something to take away from this and, and learn from here? And I think that's the magical zone is <laughs> what you can start to realize. Ooh, wait, this is just information. Like this is just something for me to absorb and unpack and understand better. Then I also think that one of the side benefits of that is then maybe, you know, the things that feel unpleasant, you can learn what you need from that situation and just let it go. It could all be food for thought. It can be all a learning experience instead of it being, you know, really unpleasant. (laughs) Although that is master level. So (laughs) I don't know. I'm certainly not there yet. So that's, uh, that's my thoughts on intuition and how it can come into your life and play a role, both in the very obvious expected ways and maybe in other ways that are showing you where someone, something, or an event is not a fit for what you know to be true and what you really want to grow in your life. If you enjoyed hearing about this, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop me an email. Uh, My email is jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com, and I like to reply. You can also find me on Instagram at jumpstartyourjoy. And if you want to find links to any of the things I've talked about or purchase the book or get on my newsletter, you can pop on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 282 for episode notes on this one. So I'm really excited that in our next episode, I'm having Erica Corday on and she is the amazing podcaster behind Pause on the Play. She works in diversity, equity and inclusion. And I cannot wait to have her on and for you to hear our conversation. I hope you'll come on back for that discussion. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 